Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of The Old Heads, uh, Volume 3. Volume 3, baby. We're getting there. Let's go, man. But this one is, uh, is going we're going to go back to a player-specific one. Mm-hmm. And this time, it's going to be on Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. Listen, man, I think, I think we all can agree that when we got Yusuf Nurkic, uh, the hope was that he was going to be a little bit more consistent than D.A., that he was going to be able to do a few more things that DA just wasn't really adept at, like in terms of passing, ball movement. Um, and then more importantly, was he going to be a better fit overall? Yeah. And I think that's that was the thing that we were told from the start. Like he's just a better fit overall. And I think at the beginning of the season, you kind of were trying to feel it out, see if it was going to happen. And then now, you know, I, I can see it. I can see why they decided to go with Yusuf Nurkic over DA. Um, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. What do you see from Nurk? A guy that knows basketball. Okay. A guy that is very cerebral. We talk about this all the time, especially the old heads. It's, I want to. I want to emphasize this. Uh, sometimes you play ball with guys that are super athletic and they're gifted, but between the ears, it just not yeah, right, yeah, right? Yeah. And and that's just sometimes that's a skill in basketball. And when I look at Nurkic, he's a connector. He's a glue guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's averaging, what, uh, 12, 12 points, 10 rebounds, mm-hmm. four assists, okay? Um, they don't jump off the box score. It's, you look at that and you're like, okay, this guy's a okay player. But what he does for his teammates and his ability to read plays, diagnose, make the right play, hit that backdoor cut constantly – you can't teach that. That's a guy that that's something that the guy is just really good at doing. And naturally it fits this basketball team because there's a lot of mouths to feed. For so, sure. Yeah. For sure. No, I totally agree with that. You know, I think, you know, what I've loved, we'll go with the positives first. Yeah. What I've loved from Nurk is his overall demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a, he's a really good passer. Yeah. And I think that he can anticipate things for other players before they can even anticipate it themselves. You know, we've yes. seen multiple times, Throwing a guy open, you know, they always talk about like quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. You want to throw throw the guy to the spot where you where you think he should be at the most in terms of being wide open, and that's kind of what Nurk does on the offensive side of the ball, and he's he's a good passer in that regard. Um, I think around the rim, he's gotten a little bit better. Um, yeah. I, I I wish efficiently he was a little bit better than he is right now, but um, yeah, you'll take what what you can get. Yeah. I think he's physical, yeah. and that's the other thing. The physicality to me, backing down your opponent and making sure that like, you know, you, they feel you, yeah. you know what I mean? And people feel Nurk. And yeah. that's why, you know, Jokic, listen, Jokic doesn't have like big problems with Nurk by any stretch of the imagination, but he does feel Nurk. 
Yes. And there's a big difference there. Yes. I, I was talking about that earlier with someone about the Nurkic Joker matchup. And, you know, growing up playing basketball, there's always guys that you play that are really good and you compete with those guys. And then there's that guy that you just can't figure out. It's like, why does this guy have my number? What what I mean, what is it about this guy offensively mm. and defensively that makes me think twice? Nurk has an ability to do that with Joker. You're not gonna stop Joker. He's still gonna get 40, 45. But there's something about the way Nurkic plays Joker that makes me believe uh, he's in his head a little bit and he's physical. And the thing with DeAndre was this. DeAndre was gifted, I mean, off the charts, uh, physical specimen, right? But it's the I think with Nurk, what you what you bought in this trade, what you paid for is the consistency in that effort. Right. Nurk is not as athletic, but he's going to make you feel him on a consistent basis. DeAndre was more athletic, but he didn't make you feel him every game. And so I think that was the trade off, the professionalism, the attention to detail. And like you said, the passing ability offensively, we could just go back to one play. We can go back to the Chicago game. We can go back to the KD game winner. That play doesn't happen without Nerd. Nerd got the ball, hit him with a perfect bounce pass, allowed him to get into his pocket. KD made a great shot, game over. Um, and so I think those are the missing elements, and that's what Nerd brings to the table. No, I, I like that. You know, I, I've, I've liked the, you know, like we said, the physicality has been great. The other thing about Nerd is he doesn't take himself too seriously out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, he keeps it loose. And I think when you have a, a squad like, you know, especially Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, who are, who are ultra-focused competitors on the court, Devin can be really locked in. Um, yeah. And if you've ever seen Devin, not only on the court, but even behind the scenes in practice, you'll know how intense he gets. Yeah. And I think, you know, out, coming off of the Chris Paul era, um, I feel like, you know, this team had such a seriousness about it and outside of the twins, yeah, and you know your occasional Javale McGee's or campaigns, um, this this team is pretty much a serious team, right? Yeah. Nurkic comes in, and he, he's just he's just kind of like, hey, we're just, we're just here to play ball. We're getting paid lots of money. Let's have fun with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Also, he will defend his teammates. Yeah, and that's what I love about him too is that you know he's not going to get pushed around. No, not by Draymond or anybody. Right no. now, he might sell something. That's, yeah, that's a little different, but yeah. Nurkic, Nurkic isn't a punk, and um, I think on the defensive end, let's go to the defensive end. Yeah, defense. Yeah, sure. There's a lot to be desired from time to time mm -hmm. in terms of his drop coverage and being able to guard quicker perimeter players when switches happen. Yeah, but I have been pleasantly surprised at how how good he has been despite his physical limitations. Yes. in speed and agility. To at least pres pre uh, you know present resistance yes. at some level. Yes. Well, it's it's funny you say that. He, Nurk is what he is, Saul. Right? He is what he is. You know, you you can't buy a Honda Accord and expect it to drive like a Maserati. Like it's mm -hmm. it, you are what you are, right? But you can get a lot out of that Honda Accord. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's a bad car. Right. Just means it ain't gonna do the Maserati things. And so. When I say that, I mean defensively, he's definitely limited in fit, uh, foot speed and lateral movement. But he makes up for it in his ability to stay tough, stay grounded, compete. Yeah. Right? Compete at all times. I Let's talk about this. I had a conversation with one of his former coaches, Terry yeah. Stiles. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we talked on the phone for about 15, 20 minutes. Great conversation. 
And I wanted him to take me back to Portland. I was like, you know what, Terry, talk to me about when you had him in Portland and, and, and how it, you know, what you saw. And he, the first thing that came out of his mouth was he was our defensive anchor. And I had to press that because I'm saying, okay, defensive anchor, but we're seeing this. And I'm like, okay, there's people that criticize what he can do defensively. Being a defensive anchor doesn't mean that you have to be the quickest laterally. No. Or you have to be the most athletic. Defensive anchor means I got a guy that's going to anchor my defense, be back there that I can trust that is going to do what the coaches are asking and is, and, and is going to be there for his teammates. And mm-hmm. so I thought that jumped out at me. And then he said something that made me think about you. You know, you we talked – we no, li- literally, you my guy. Oh, heads, man, yeah, that's why we're doing this because I respect your game. Right. All right, so when I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you all into the conversation a little bit. When, when we first started the season, there was a stretch when Nurk started to get a little bouncy. Mm. He had a couple dunks, and he started playing a little bit more above the rim, and you can see that he was kind of coming into his own a little bit. He looked a little different. And you said something live watching the game. You said, man, it looks like Nurk has finally recovered from that leg injury. Yeah. Right? And and when you said that, it struck a chord. I'm like, Saul might be on to something here. And so I used that opportunity talking to Terry, Coach Terry Stotts about that incident. And I said, you know, Terry, talk to me about the injury. Talk to me about what changed after that traumatic leg injury versus Brooklyn. And he told me, he goes, listen, true transparency. It took about a year to year and a half for that guy to recover from that. And then there was another injury that is not so talked about that required some stuff with that leg. Okay. And so I feel like when you, when you look at NERC, you're looking at a guy that is starting to find himself again in that sense physically because of the traumatic injury he had. And so when I say he's got limitations, he's got limitations because he's got scars. But um, nothing but positive from Terry Stotts, man. Uh, he said he's glad that he's in Phoenix. He said he's glad that he's competing uh, with a championship team and an opportunity to win a championship. And he wanted me to stress exactly what you said. He said, Nurk is the ultimate team guy. Yeah. The ultimate team guy. He's going to do everything the coaches and the players ask of him, and that's all you can ask for. And so I'm happy that we got Nurk. Yeah, his teammates love him, without a doubt. They love him. They love what he brings to the table. The, the, his entire DNA as a, as a basketball teammate is fantastic. Yes. You can't be upset about that. You talked about um, you know being an anchor um, and being there for your teammates. I think you know part of that being that anchor on the defensive side is making sure that you're vocal enough to put guys in the right place. Yeah. And I think – when Chris Paul was here, he took on a lot of that responsibility. He tried to pass it off to DA. Yes. But when DA wasn't locked in, it all fell apart. Yeah. And and so it had to be Chris and Devin again trying to pick up the reins and trying to get people in order and everything like that. Now, luckily, you also had, you know, a guy that almost won defensive player of the year and Mikhail Bridges on the team That's as well. Right. And so you had three solid guys that knew exactly what was supposed to happen on at any given moment. Uh, but now you don't have to you don't have to have eyes in the back of your head anymore. That's right. Because Nurk is seeing everything up front, yeah. in front of him, and he's able to to kind of orchestrate things. Lynn Ellis, listen, we love Nurk. Yeah. We're not trying to go negative or anything like that, but there are a few things that he does need to clean up. Yeah. And I'll, I'll start with two of them. Go ahead. One, he's got to be a little bit more aggressive at the rim and stop trying to draw so many fouls yes. at every single time, right? Yes. It seems like every time he goes up, he's trying – to draw a foul no matter what. And yes. I'm like, sometimes the play is just there. Yes. Just take the play. Correct. You know what I mean? Um, and then two, he's a little too loose with the ball from time to time. 
you know, and I think he's gotten better. He's definitely gotten better in the last month and a half. I don't think his turnover rate dropped pretty, yeah. uh, you know, quite a bit. But he still gets a little too loose for my liking, whether it be the dribble handoff or just the erratic passes from time to time. Um, you know, we were talking about leading your teammate into a, a position. Well, if the teammate ain't ready for it and you throw the ball and it goes out of bounds, that's on you, right? Yeah. It ends up being your turnover. So those are two of the things that I'd like to see him clean up. They're not detriments to his game. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not game changers in terms of like limiting his production on the court. But if he cleans those up, it just makes him a little bit better. Yeah, it's funny because this this isn't planned. We just we we doing mm-hmm. this right. Mm-hmm. We we're talking in 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 the moment. You 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 nailed the two things that bother me the most. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll put a different spin on it. You said he's the quarterback to an extent mm-hmm. on offense. Um, and to your argument, there are times where that pass just isn't there. Yeah. It's just not there. And he tries to force it in there, and that's going to force a turnover. Um, there have been times where I see him at the three-point line. This is a different thing. I see him at the three-point line, and sometimes the defenses will just sit back and say, go ahead, take that, nerd. Now, I'd like him to pounce on them when they do that. You give me that much space, I'm going to go down into the block and still make you feel me. I'm not just going to settle and take what you're giving me because that's what they're trying to do. And so there have been too many times in in games and critical moments that they'll leave him open for three and he'll take the bait. And I like him to say, I can bring the ball up. You see Nerd get the ball off the glass and bring the ball up so he's comfortable dribbling. At that moment, I like him to say, no, there's still 11 seconds on the shot clock. I'm going right down low. I'm going to turn my back and I'm going to make, you know, make something else happen here. Um, so I don't like him to settle so much. And I think, like you said, he can stop forcing some of those plays. I know it's, it's, when you're a quarterback and you're looking, you think you can make every pass. Yeah. So that's what happens. And so uh, if, he can, if he can calm that down a little bit, and then last but not least, again, to what you said, sometimes I think he just goes foul hunting. He just goes foul hunting, and I think it affects the rest of his game because he gets into the mind and he starts thinking the refs are against him. And he does, I will say something I hate that they do to Nurk is I believe they allow extra contact on him mm. more than most, right? There are plenty of times where I'll see Nurk and I'm thinking he got fouled three times before the initial call. And I think that gets in his head a little bit. Um, but I also, I like the fact that he's physical and he's willing to do it every damn night, whether he gets to call or not. So, yeah. I mean, when you get labeled as a headhunter or, you know, a foul a, a merchant, foul hunter, yeah. you know what I mean? Like then, you know, refs are probably going to take that with a grain of salt every single time you get touched. Yeah. You know, are you the one initiating the contact? You're the one flailing your arms. You might not get that call. And listen, guys have reps when they go into the games, and the referees know what to look for. They know yeah. exactly what guys are are made. You know, uh, made up of what. And so that does hurt him to a degree. But again, I, I let his overall game and what he's brought to the franchise. And listen, he's been great on Twitter. He's been a phenomenal uh, social media follow. He backs his teammates. He he talks his trash. Uh, he replies to to the fans. Like yeah. I love everything about what Nurk brings to the table. I have been pleasantly surprised overall. I, I'm I'm dude. I'm thrilled with Nurk. I am. I I genuinely love the dude. And and I'll take you into the locker room a little bit. Um. Sometimes you'll play with a player, and I'm 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 telling you emphatically. Sometimes you'll play with a player, and if that player were to get traded, it causes a, a ripple effect in a locker room. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes devastation. I'm gonna tell you right now, if there's one guy in the Phoenix Suns locker room 
if the Suns were to trade him, that would cause that type of ripple effect, it'd be Nurk. Mm. I mean, he just, his teammates absolutely adore him. They love him. They'll go to war for him. And they know that he's got their backs at all times. And sometimes that's more important than the box score, man. Yeah. So sometimes that's just, you just know, like Saul, you my brother. I'm going to war with Saul Bookman, man. I'm cool. <laughs> if you in that Phoenix Suns locker room, every night you walk on the court, you got the Bosnian beast behind you. Oh, yeah. Those guys feel comfortable. Absolutely. They like, Nerd got my back. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, a short but sweet episode of The Old Heads. We hope you you know, you know enjoyed it. Make sure you hit that subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review, and uh, you know throw some kind words on there because there's a lot of trolls out there that are trying to hurt our game, and we ain't, we ain't trying to have that today, Billy Ho. <laughs> Stop so. coming at us, man. Old Heads in effect. Uh, for go. the King and Duck, uh, a.k.a. <laughs> Flex and Saul, we appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.